Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. This is your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and I want to start by saying Happy Thanksgiving for all of those that are listening that are in the United States, and just a happy, wonderful Thursday for everyone else that's not in the United States and not celebrating our Thanksgiving at this time. I have an incredible gift uh, guest today that is just a gift to all of us that are here, and I thought, what a wonderful way to celebrate this Thanksgiving by having Melinda Vale come and join us. And I am so pleased that she agreed. Now, Melinda Vale is an intuitive therapist, a medium, an author, a lecturer, and a certified hypnotherapist. She has a very successful practice in Arizona. And she's actually been voted Arizona's number one intuitive reader. Wait till you see what a treat she is and what knowledge she has to share. She's appeared on both local and national television and radio shows. And she's also an accomplished speaker at the national level and gives workshops across the country to promote spiritual growth. Her work with police agencies helping to solve cold cases and donating her time to provide grief counseling, like her suicide survivor workshops, has garnered her the nickname, The Medium Who Makes a Difference. Now, as a medium, Melinda demonstrates with evidence and fact her connection to those who have died. Her methodology employed is what is known as cold readings. And this is a technique in which the client and Melinda have no past relationship, and Melinda is able to give very specific information, details, and messages that fully support that she is indeed in the energy field of her client, as well as communicating with the spirit of the deceased. Now, you know, guys, I check everybody out before I invite them on my radio show, and she did a cold reading for me, which absolutely validated that she had brought my dad through, and it was just remarkable. And so, of course, I had to invite her on the show because I wanted to be able to share her fabulous talents with you. And especially because so many mediums charge such outrageous prices that it's very hard for the average person to be able to afford their services. And Melinda's prices are incredibly reasonable, especially for what you get. So that's why I'm just so pleased she came to join us today. Melinda, welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. Oh, thank you so much. That was such a lovely introduction. I was sitting here thinking, really? (laughs) You you are sweet as you can be. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. So I want to start with just a few questions like, how does energy actually work on this planet? Ooh, that's a complicated question, but really, you know, we are in a constant exchange of energy with each other and with the other side of the veil without recognizing that we are. I think that uh, we are so used to energy between us that we don't recognize it's kind of like air. We don't realize that we're breathing air unless we um, have a bad cold or, you know, uh, we recognize it when we're driving past a dairy farm and we uh, smell something bad. Um, But energy is exchanged constantly. You know, we feel it in our guts, in our in our intuition in um, our, uh, we can feel it when we walk into a home, we can, uh, when we shake somebody's hand, we can say pleased to meet you, but we can feel something about them that we're not pleased to meet them. We are in a constant exchange of energy, and actually so are we in a constant exchange of energy with the other side of the veil. Well, so let's talk about what happens after a person dies. What You've talked with so many people that are on the other side of the veil who we would call dead, but are very much alive. So what is that process for anybody that's scared of death? What would you tell them? Well, um, 
first of all, I've been doing this for 27 years and talking to the other side for 27 years and talking to people and validating that their loved ones are talking to me by giving uh, little things that I would have no way of knowing. So to me, that level of connection um, validates uh, that there's no such thing as death, even though sometimes, Sharon, I feel afraid of it myself. I think we all do because we all fear the unknown some, you know. Um, when someone dies, uh, it's uh, an energy that uh, moves up the body through the chakra system, and that's why people who've had near-death experiences report going through a staircase or a tunnel because it's actually the energy going up through the seven chakras and out through the crown and uh, moving through the veils, which is a dimensional frequency. Um, you either see blue light or white light. Hospice workers will tell you that um, loved ones come for those who are dying because uh, they will talk about it. People who are dying will say, what's that over there? Or there's my mother, or I see my father, or my husband standing here. So there's some validation with that. You are greeted by someone that uh, you know and love. Um, sometimes you're greeted by someone that you've known through past incarnations that you might not necessarily know in this one, but there is a familiarity to that connecting to them. And then, you know, there's a celebration. Um, you have a party. Um, people are glad to greet you there. There is a life review. You have to figure out what you fulfilled from your pre-life planning um, with uh, your own soul, deciding how you were going to work through whatever your karmic profile was coming onto the planet. And then uh, you see what you did well and what you might not have done so well. And you may feel some of the feelings that you imparted to others, joy and happiness and love, of course, but also maybe some of the things that you might have done or said that were hurtful to others. You might feel that as well as you're having your life review. So after speaking with so many dead people, have you decided what it is like? Like you were speaking about the tunnel, like going up through the chakras and mm -hmm. a blue light or a white light. What's the difference if you pick blue instead of white? I think perception, just simply perception. Um, because, of course, you know, we're imprinted in a different way as, you know, we're all such individuals here on the planet. And if I'm doing for example, a past life regression and I have the person that's regressing leave the body, they've told me so many times if I've told them to go to the light that it's blue and not white, but I just think it's a perception kind of thing rather than anything else. I just I think that sometimes it feels white to people and sometimes it feels blue. I think maybe because as you're going up through the crown chakra that that violet and indigo blue mix with with the the white light. You know, you see religious pictures with people having a halo around them that means that they're in their divine essence or or their crown chakra is filled with white light. See, I find all of that fascinating. Would you say I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that reincarnation is a choice or it's just a given? Well, I think it's just a given. And I was raised Catholic and I actually still practice my faith. And I started being a hypnotherapist. I thought I would do past life regression 
even if I didn't believe in it, if as long as it was therapeutic. And while I was in school doing a past life regression of my own, I told the story of being uh, with a brother in the Civil War. I was going with the Union. He was going with the Confederacy. I was very upset with him. I watched us on a battlefield. A cannonball landed next to my leg and blew my leg off. I watched him get killed. I went home to my farm in Pennsylvania. I was pretty depressed that life. And at the end of the regression, I told the uh, therapist that that person was my husband, not the man that I'm married to now, which I need to make a note of because it's it's part of a soulmate kind of a thing that I um, that I find interesting that I wanted to share with you. So I went home and I hypnotized this man and I said to him, "We had a civil war incarnation together. I want to see what you get." And he was the kind of man that would have been Rhett Butler saving me Scarlett O'Hare from the burning city of Atlanta. But he got the same thing I did. He said, "We're brothers." You're going with the Union, I'm going with the Confederacy, you're abandoning me, you always abandon me. And karma, of course, is a repeat of patterns, it's not an eye for an eye like they say in the Bible. And so, P.S., I abandoned him again, I divorced him. Sixteen years after that divorce, without ever talking to him once, I just had this feeling about him. So I reached out to him on private message Facebook and asked him if one of his parents had died, I'd cared about them. And he said, no, when we chatted a little bit and gave each other an apology, and six months later, he had a heart attack and died. So I felt that six months before it happened because he was a soulmate of mine. He's traveled through lives with me. Two days after he passed away, he came to me in a dream and told me he was safe and sound, that he had loved me. And I haven't had any messages from him since. Um, I'm, you know, happily married to someone else right now, but uh, it just kind of has all that whole energy of reincarnation and soul made and can it be proven and all that rolled up into one little story. So I love to tell it because it just kind of proved to me that reincarnation was real and um, it, it, it's, it's been something that I've uh, really practiced well ever since with people not able to figure out what was going on with them in current lifetime we can usually figure it out in a past from a past one that's fascinating to me because my daughter when she was very young used to have these nightmares and she was always describing the nightmare and it was like she was in a nazi concentration camp and and Uh, once i told her that that was the past life and this is the current life and you're safe in this lifetime the nightmares went away So thank goodness she chose you for a mother because, you know, that could have been carried forward with her for, you know, without having you for a mother to be able to say that to her. You know, we squelch that stuff in our children so much, um, people do, because they're so afraid of it for some unbeknownst reason to me. It was written out of the Bible around 1,000, but there's still a passage where Jesus says to John the Baptist, oh, you're Elijah reborn. So there's still a reference to reincarnation in the Bible. Right, your Elijah come again, depending on which version you're reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there, there's in fact there's quite a few passages in the Bible for reincarnation as I look at it. And when I was traveling through Europe, there's some very uh, Jewish uh, temples that have a picture of a zodiac on the floor, and that uh, most of the tiles are still there. So I found all of that fascinating. When I was meditating, and I asked about that in my meditation, I was told that they didn't write in the Bible what everybody understood and already accepted as truth. Ah, that's so interesting. I love that. 
that's so awesome. You know, they were trying to teach new concepts, not repeat the old ones. So, well, unfor- unfortunately, it's it's been all you know taken in a different direction. So, it's great that your daughter chose you for uh, you know her mother on on that uh, memory. When when I do nameology science, I have always said that at the beginning, when there were still only seven religions on the planet, and they all had commonalities, that one of the commonalities was that the incoming soul impresses upon the one naming them what they want to be called. So we name ourselves. And another one that they all agreed upon was that we choose our parents. So I'm asking from your perspective, which is so different from how I get my information, have you found that to be the same, or would you like to add to that? Um, Well, I found um, that to be exactly the same, but you're the first person that I have discovered that um, mirrors what I believe. And I, you know, we kind of recognized that when I was doing a reading for you, and it it just warmed my heart to meet you because I've talked about name frequency and I, I give names to people and I'm giving them readings, as you know, and that's verifiable. And sometimes they get names that they don't know when it comes up later. And, and uh, you know, all of that frequency of energy for um, our karmic profile is in who we choose as parents and how we're named. My nickname is Mindy. And I never use it in business. Um, I've discovered that there are um, many Mindy's that I've met that are rather dysfunctional, and I probably fit real well into that category up until about age 35 or so when I got my crap together. So um, I always use Melinda now, except that sometimes family members will still call me that. But it's it's just an interesting thing about that vibration and choosing your parents and what your karmic profile is and what you want to learn, what your soul wants to learn from those parents. Yes, I always find it fascinating. And I, I will often say when I'm doing a name reading, well, when it appears in the name, that we love what our parents have taught us. We picked so very wisely. We may not have liked their modalities. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So for those that are starting to fill up the lines, our number here um, is 888-627-6008, 888-627-6008. I ask everybody to hold on. We'll take calls the second half of the show. We still want Uh, Melinda to share a lot of the information that she has because she has such a unique perspective. So just have patience. We still have a few lines open and it's 888-627-6008. So Melinda, soul families, do we come back with the same kind of group? Do we hang out on the other side with the same group? Do we expand and different ones? Are we pretty yes, much yes, all the we, same yes. at the time? Yes, we, we are all working on a similar karmic profile when we're in our soul family, although our soul family may not be blood relatives. Um, you know, I, I believe that you are a, a soul sister to me, but simply because of the way that we mirror each other, even though we just met. And, you know, we're I'm not a spring chicken. So um, I, I, suddenly I tripped upon a soul sister because uh, our vibrations are similar and we have a, a similar technique of talking and teaching and vibrating out. So it's, a, it, it's interesting how that always works with um, when you make that kind of instant connection with somebody, they're part of your soul family. Um, I, I believe I have uh, a blood sister that's part of my soul family and two blood sisters that are not, but that we were working on a similar concept as we chose our parents and the karmic profile of that. 
And when I talk about a karmic profile, I talk about the five attributes of a karmic profile. So that would be nature and nurture, what comes down informationally through your DNA, what information is um, placed in your subconscious mind by parenting. Um, then it would be Akashic records, which uh, are the past life um, soul imprints that we have, then it would be emotional maturity. We need to have a high emotional maturity level in order to be responsible for our karmic profile and look at ourselves and value what we were doing. And lastly is our understanding through what the law of attraction actually is. So those are the five things that I teach about a karmic profile. Um, but your soul group are people who are working on and processing things in a similar fashion as you are. So talk to us about the law of attraction. And the reason I'm asking on this one, Melinda, is because so much has come out with so many different books. And mm-hmm. I've always said they forgot the take action step and they forgot the gratitude step. You know, it's, Yeah, they forgot it's, a lot of things on the law of attraction, actually. So, because, you know, we don't understand what's imprinted in our subconscious mind always. You know, as children, we're more like Pavlov's dogs and people recognize we have certain things that are taught to us and including prejudices by the way and so you know those things that are imprinted in our subconscious mind um, have to be understood and worked through processed and balanced and put into perspective in order for the law of attraction to kick in and work reasonably um, in a manner that um, uh, lets you uh, um, create what you want to create manifest what you want to manifest you know uh, people who've had difficult lives, for example, you know, they are not in recognition that they're, that they're manifesting it. But a woman that's raised in a household where the father beats the mother up says, I'm never going to marry a man like my father. But statistically, that's exactly what she does because she's been taught that's what love is. So therefore, she vibrates out to an abuser. And if she doesn't get some therapy, counseling, and an understanding and dig some of that stuff out of the basement, which is her subconscious mind of who she is, she'll continue to vibe out to someone that will be abusive in one form or fashion or another. So the law of attraction is a sticky wicket because you really have to do your work in order for the law of attraction to kick in. And you're not in recognition that you're working with the mirror of God 24-7. So people don't understand that. They don't understand it with money. You know, they don't, they, you know, they just don't seem to understand how um, potent they can be um, through the law of attraction. You know, and it's not just about making a dream board or doing affirmations or doing some of those things. It's really about digging in and finding out what you were supposed to learn in this lifetime. You know, who are you really? And, you know, take responsibility for some of your shadow side. It's not until you take responsibility for your shadow side that you can manifest through the law of attraction. That's fascinating. Say that again. It's not until you, you know, work through your shadow side and understand it that you can actually manifest through the law of attraction. I mean, you're manifesting all the time with with your shadow without a recognition, but once you work through your shadow and understand it and take responsibility for it, then you can manifest what you want. You know, that right job, that right relationship, that right, uh, that the money flows back and forth. There's no reason for anybody to be broke on uh, in this world, you know? I love that. I have not heard that thought before. I always like hearing new thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You You know, know, 
I just, it's everything, again, back to your original question. If everything is energy on this planet, and everything is, and we're a vibratory frequency, and we haven't gotten ourselves uh, through whatever emotional traumas that we've had throughout childhood, then our frequency is off, and we attract off. Interesting. The other thing is going back to something else you said earlier. It's if the law of attraction, if you've... If your mother accepted abuse, then you would naturally attract that. What if if the mother leaves and says, this is unacceptable? Does that also, in the same way, teach the children this is wrong? Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I mean, there, there, there are, are certain. I believe, and you know, listen, I, I'm not the be all and the end all of everything. You know, I, I just, I just have seen some things over the years, right? So th- th- I'm just sharing my belief system without trying to push it onto anyone. But I believe that we choose our parents and the religion that we're raised in, and where in the family we are going to fit in, and all of those things. And it makes one big stew for us, and sometimes uh, part of the, or one big, say, or- orchestra of energy, because it, it's more like a mu- like we're musically vibrating, and so sometimes part of the orchestration of who we are, the, the string instrument is off, or the horn instrument is off, or whatever from what we've been taught, and we have to put that into sync so that we can, you know, have that orchestration of energy create that manifestation of us in all of our goodness, right? So earlier you mentioned something about the mirror of God. Would you go mm-hmm. back and define that, what you mean by that? Yeah, I, you know, when I, again, back to my Catholicism, which again, you know, is, is something that I still practice. I still say the rosary every day. Um, but, um, the, um, um, Catholics kind of make you feel like God is a judging being that kind of says, well, this person has cancer and this person doesn't, this, you know, whatever. And I kind of used to visualize him like, you know, Santa Claus in, in the sky. But really, I've come to recognize that God is not a being, a thinking being. God is an energy field. God yes. is the energy <laughs> that we are vibrating out to. And it's like a giant boomerang or a mirror. What we send out to God comes right back at us. And so that's, you know, a different way to conceptualize our co-creation with God and what that means to us. So I always think it's like whatever I'm putting out gets mirrored back to me. I really like how you put that. I have often felt that the sky or the space or the whatnot, that 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 was actually the love energy, and that's what kept all the planets from crashing into each other because love held us in our own place. And as long as we were vibrating love, that we would be in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Well, you're absolutely right. There is nothing, You can't go wrong with that, can you? But, you know, we're seeing a whole lot of things right now that doesn't have a love base. And we've got to get back to that. We've got to get back to that frequency of energy. Um, we are not evolving as fast as our electronics and our, you know, um, the social media and everything. We're, our soul consciousness is not as evolving as fast as we need it to evolve. And, it, it's, it, and all this malarkey is just anchoring us down so much. And that love energy pulls you up and if 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 all you can mirror out is love then you'll 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 manifest 
100 times more love. And I always tell people caskets don't have pockets, but love energy goes with you when you go. Oh, I like that one, too. That's a great way of looking at that. All right. Yeah. People have been patient. Um, Tracy. Tracy from Galveston, Texas. You are on the line. What question Hi. would you like to ask Melinda? I Hi, Tracy. I'm so thrilled to be here. Hi, Tracy. I was in Galveston about three years ago. Very pretty there. Yes. So what question do you have, Tracy? Um, well, I'd like to know if uh, my mother and my grandmothers have any messages for me. Certainly. Um, can I have your mother's first name, please? It's spelled J-O-A-N, but she pronounces it Joanne. Thank you. Okay. Well, Joanne is a, has a, has a, um, always been around you um, on a regular basis, but she's showing me something with a quilt or a blanket. Do you understand what she's showing me? No. Do you have something that she made for you that was a quilt or a blanket or something that she kept around her? Or does she just, is she just using that as a symbol of blanketing you with energy? And, and, um, uh, is, is somebody had some trouble with their hip or their leg or their knee? Is there something with something with walking, Tracy? No, none of that rings a bell. Okay, Tracy, have you been having some trouble with your hip or your leg or your knee, sweetheart, or somebody around you that's alive? Not that I know of. <laughs> okay, because your mother is showing me something about a hip or a lower back or a knee that seems to be bothering someone on the planet, okay, and that she's concerned about that person, all right? And well, then she's me, showing me something. Me. Um, does somebody knit or sew or crochet or something? Because she's showing me something with material that looks like a blanket to me. And I'm wondering if you know that it's her when you're seeing uh, butterflies and, and little wings and hummingbirds and things like that. I didn't, but I will now. Okay. All right. And who has the sister? Do you have a sister? Or does your mother have a sister? My mother has a sister. Okay. Clarice. And uh, Pardon me? Clarice. Because she's saying something about her sister. Okay, um, so um, uh, is her sister still on the planet? No. Did her sister have some problems with her hip or her leg or her knee? Because she keeps showing me that over and over. Do you know who had a problem with that? No, not offhand. You okay, know what, Tracy? Sweetheart. When you go to bed tonight, right before you go to bed, you're going to go, "Oh my God, it was this person." Well, that well that <laughs> happens all that happens all the time. However, I think she's showing me something, someone on the planet, and she's kind of pushing it at me. So I'm hoping that she's not talking about somebody, uh, you know, having something coming up. And I think she tries to tell Tracy that she's around her all the time, that she spends some time with her sister. But I think she and her sister might have had some things that they needed to work out. There is also something with a Mary or Marie. Tracy has a really gentle, kind, and giving soul and heart. Don't you, Tracy? Yes. And your mom was always proud of you. Do you know that, sweetheart? And there's, you know, you no. teach a lot of people. Um, you teach a lot of people. Um, with your kindness and, 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 and your heart. And there's something about your mother, mother wanting to make an amends or something with uh, being sorry about something. Do you know what she's talking about on that, sweetheart? 
No, if you could get more details, that'd be great. Okay, sweetheart. Well, what what I think is that she she feels like she hasn't she didn't always tell you how proud she was of you, and she wishes that she had done a better job of telling you some of those things, and the kindness that you show, and how good your heart is. Well, that brings tears to my eyes because they neither my parents ever really told me. Yeah, I think that she feels some uh, regrets about that, sweetheart. And I think she had some difficulty with her own father, and I think she had some difficulty, a little bit of difficulty with her sister, and they're kind of working some things out. And I hope it's not your knee that I'm picking up on, sweetheart, So, um, I, or your hip, but I'm, I, keep, I keep seeing it, so I'm going to um, keep giving it to you. And I think it's a baby blanket rather than a quilt or a... Um, a uh, an Afghan, but I'm just going to leave that for you to figure out. Okay, right? All right, all right. Okay, and um, I think your 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 mother tries to give you signs, but I don't think you always pick up on them, Trace. No, I'm pretty oblivious. Well, you're not oblivious, honey. You're a sweet pea with a kind heart. You're a different soul than your mother, though. I think it felt. Like you were kind of uh, a foreigner in a foreign land as you were being raised. Yes, I was always the black sheep, and I always felt like I was an old soul, and that my parents were new souls. And yeah, well, I think that you were the, were the if you were the black sheep, you were really the white sheep, if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, sometimes when we're the white sheep, we're the black sheep. But I think you did. You felt like a foreigner or like you didn't belong there, especially around your age, 10, 11, 12, which she is showing me something around your age of 10, 11, 12. And so, you know, that's like third, fourth, fifth grade, fifth, or fourth, fifth, sixth grade, depending on the time of year of your um, uh, being born there. There's something with April. Um, was somebody born in April or what, did somebody die in April? Uh, one of my brothers was born in April. Okay, and was and she always what? focused on I'm him, sweetheart? Cut this off so that we can get yes, the other people on the focused. line. Because okay, Tracy she was always focused really on him, and she's apologizing for that, that, Tracy. Okay, <laughs> okay. You know, if All you'd right, like honey. more information, you can always everybody get a hold of Melinda Vale at her website, which is her name, Melinda M E L I N D A, spelt the normal way Melinda is, and Vale is V A I L. So it's MelindaVale.com. And, you know, guys, I love names. And look at her last name is Vale, and she can see on both sides of the veil, even though it's spelt differently. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. I, you know, I have a tendency to just go on and on because I'll open up to somebody and it comes, and then it opens more and it opens more and it opens more. And, and, and um, you're right, Sharon. Sometimes you get things for people <laughs> and they don't get it until they get all over, you know, done with the, And then they're like, oh, shoot. Okay, and I, I do have to tell Tracy that I just I did pick up on the name David, and I'm ready for another call whenever you are or whatever we're we're gonna do. Sorry. Well, I want to do a few more calls, and I have a few more questions, and I'll take so a few more calls. So, April, welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. Hey, April how from are you? Wisconsin. Hey, April, what's your question for Melinda? Uh, mine was similar. Um, wondering if my mom has any messages. And okay, I so had to laugh I, I because need to a lot say of the something to you, reading April. reminded me a lot of my mom. Okay, so April, it kind of. Shh, April, let us, let I, I need to talk. say something to you, April. <laughs> On the last caller, I said 
for what is April. And I think that's because your mother was already standing behind me giving me your name. And some, see, I let them kind of run through me. And so it, 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 your name kind of came to me. I asked the last caller was somebody born in April. I'm getting uh, it's the fourth or April, but I think it was maybe your mother kind of giving me your name, sweetheart. Does that, mm-hmm. uh, just so you know that. What's your mom's first name, honey? Sharon. Karen? Sharon. Sharon. Thank you, honey. I, I wear hearing aids. I'm, you're talking to a deaf clairvoyant. <laughs> <laughs> Irony. Okay, let me look, April, and see if I can find some information from Sharon. Um, Sharon's showing me something about your eyes. Do you have really beautiful eyes, or are your eyes special, or are you something with your eyes? Get my eyes on my dad. Okay, and did did you did everybody always comment to you about that? Yes. Okay, and and they're really pretty, aren't they, sweetheart? I mean, I'm biased, but well, I, I, <laughs> listen. Nobody can see you. You can say yes, and then you know. But she she's telling me you have something about your eyes were special and that they were pretty. And if people said that you got them from your dad, um, then that's what she's showing me there. Okay, um, she's showing me um, something about a ring. Her ring. Do you have her ring, sweetheart? I have a few of them. Two of them. Okay. And I think that, that there, you know, when you meditate with one of her rings, you will be able to make a connection there, okay? All right? Okay. Um, and I don't know if you're meditating, but you have some spiritual essence to you, April, and some energy there that you should look into, okay? okay. Your mother is showing me a rose, April. Can you tell me why she's showing me a rose? Uh... Did she love flowers? Was there someone named Rose? Is there something with flowers around you, sweetheart? Um, well, she always liked flowers. I wasn't did a rose, you... but I got a lily tattooed for her. Oh, that's why she showed. Okay, honey, it was just easy for her to just use the rose as a symbol of the tattoo. Okay, very good. Okay, so you see what she's doing. She just dropped the, the easiest flower into my head to show you that she knows that you've got that tattoo. Okay, darling? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know who Chris is, sweetheart? Chris, Kristen, Christopher, Chris. I, I know a Chris. I'm not a huge fan of him. Okay. And neither is your mother. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so be, be, be aware that they're from the other side are also saying no on that and watch that energy. Okay. Okay. All right. And then yep. there's something with candy. Well, who doesn't like candy? Well, um, uh, my son-in-law doesn't eat chocolate at all. Is that disgusting oh, or what? But I, but I, I think it's. <laughs> but I think it might be <laughs> something specific between you and your mom, honey. Um. So usually the day after Thanksgiving, mom and I always drink uh, alcohol um, eggnog. Uh huh. Which is kind of like a candy. Okay. All right. Very so good. How long has she been over, and what does the number two mean? And can you tell me where the baby or the pregnancy is coming from? My nephew just informed us that they are having him and his girlfriend are having a baby today. Oh, your your mom is very excited about that. Oh, funny! Is it's fifth one? I'm surprised. Okay. All right. Everyone is a twin. Well, you know, sending the soul down is always exciting. And then there's the number two. And mm-hmm. uh, again, I don't know what what if she's been gone for two years or what she's saying to me, darling. Uh, she's been gone for three. I'm not sure. I have two dogs. 
And do they see her when she's in the house? I'm sure Apollo does. I'm not sure about Leland. She never met Leland. Okay. Um, I think that they, they see her when she's in the house, both. I think, you know, you know remember, dog spelled backwards is God, so they yes. can see on the other side of the veil, okay? All right. Do you have more than one tattoo? Oh, yeah. Okay, because she's saying something about your tattoos, plural. <laughs> I, yes, she was never a fan. Um, yeah, I'm planning and getting I kind of got one. that impression from her April, but I didn't want to say it to you. She wants you to she know that she loves love you very much, and she's very life. happy that a new baby is coming into the family, and that um, she is um, uh, right there for you always, honey. Watch the dogs; they'll look goofy when they see her coming into the house. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think there's some place in the corner of a bedroom or your bedroom where she comes in and manifests mostly. If the dogs are up on the bed, so just to to let you know that's where she's coming through and that she she loves you very much and again i'm getting someone that's saying that they probably should have said it more to you so april every time you want to talk with your mom that she wish she said it more every time you want to talk to your mom and you want to have your mom's perspective or sometimes you just get lonely for mom or just go oh you know i'd like you know who you can call now you can call melinda (laughs) absolutely (laughs) your mom is a very nice person april who, Mom? Yes. Yes, yes. She's absolutely. funny. She's got mm-hmm. a twinkle in her eye. She's yes. funny. And she had emotional courage. Yes. Okay? So she's showing me who she is. She had, um, and she has faith in you. She has a lot of faith in you. Well, good. Okay? Okay, okay. April, thank you for yeah. calling thank, in. Thank Appreciate you for calling, call. April. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, Shirley, you, you well. are now on the line. Shirley from North Carolina, welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. Mm-hmm. What's your question for Melinda? Thank you for This is Shirley, and I was wondering about my cousin Ed and Delina. Okay, hi Shirley, how are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. Thank you for having this program. Actually, you feel wonderful. You feel like I want to hug you. Uh, you feel like a wonderful <laughs> human to me, Shirley. Ed is a character oh, and a half. Yes? Ed is a character? Yes. <laughs> like he's quirky yes. and funny and just quirky is what I'm getting when I tap into Ed. Does that make sense? It does. It does. He had a very hard life here, but uh, but, yeah, I saw that side a lot. Yeah, um, I believe that his relief in getting to the other side, um, he feels that he was rewarded. There were things that he did well, actually, Shirley. Um, do you know who wore, A, the uniform, and B, was the alcoholic? I'm getting somebody that either had alcoholism um, or drug addiction and or depression. They all feel the same to me, Shirley. And I'm getting somebody that wore a uniform, military, mm-hmm. fire, or police, that Ed is telling me. He he was a Catholic priest, and mm-hmm. um, and he was very depressed. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, his depression overtook his ability to have faith in lots of different ways, but I don't think that the uniform that I am seeing was the the his uh, habit. I think. I was seeing actually somebody that was once in the military. 
do you know whether his dad was or that he's talking about something that started when he was a kid? Yes, his dad, and he had a very difficult relationship with his dad. Okay, because he's showing me somebody with that, some something when he was a kid, and that, you know, set him mm-hmm. up for a lifetime of issues. Was his dad the alcoholic, Shirley? Mm-hmm. And do you know who Francis or Frank is? Um, yeah, that was, that was, um, the uncle, the uncle who, who was more of a dad to him than his dad. Okay. Frank was his uncle that was more, so he's talking about that gratitude. Okay. And then who was the alcoholic, Shirley? Do you know? I really don't know. It may have been a secret person that I don't know about. On that side okay, of the it may have been a vibration that I'm picking up on too, sweetie. Remember, sometimes alcoholism and depression, and so maybe his real dad had some of that. Right. You know, you can be a dry drunk, so to speak, right. and have that stinking thinking, and I can pick up on it. Um, Ed um, mm-hmm. was um, greeted into heaven uh, warmly because he really tried to dedicate his life to people. Um, but he really had um, a lot of his own uh, self-doubt. I think you knew that, but I don't think anybody else did. Somehow you were able to see him for who he was. Right. His sister and I were very close yep. to him. Yep. And so he's with Frank. That's who we, he's with, and that's who he likes to be with. And then there's one more. There's a Margaret or Marjorie, a Peggy. There's something with a Margaret, a Marjorie, or a Peggy. Hmm. Again, that could be on the other side of the family, and I just don't know about that. Okay. All right. Well, you know, he did give me the guy that raised Mm -hmm. him as a, you know, so that makes me happy. I actually think Margaret might have been a worker at the church that was actually helpful to him that he counted on a bit. So I'm going to leave it at that for you. I just didn't know if you knew that. Um, Shirley, you have an amazing energy, my friend, a real good heart. Yeah, thank she you. has in her name thank that she's you. a rescuer. I'm sorry? Oh, yeah. Shirley has in her name that she's a rescuer. She can get along with anybody ah, that she wants you. to, and yeah, she wants to she, rescue people. She, she's, she, she's a lovely person. Uh, she vibrates out very, like she cares about everybody. Charlie and Joseph are also names I'm getting, Shirley. I think I could go on and on with you. Okay, Shirley, I think it would be a wonderful idea for you to get a full session with Melinda. You can contact her through her website, which is her name, MelindaVail.com, and Vail is spelled V like victory, A-I-L. Thank you for calling into the show. All right. You're so welcome. Thank you for having the show. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, my pleasure. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, By the way, Ed is just showing me a rosary that maybe Shirley has of his, so I'm just going to say that last piece. (laughs) I could have gone on and on with Shirley. I mean, just lovely essence, Sharon. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. Bye-bye, then. Vita. Vita from Quebec, Canada. Vita, welcome to Know the, know the Answers. What's your question for Melinda? I guess I'm going to stick with the theme is uh, if any messages for my mother or grandmother. Hi, Rita. How are you, sweetheart? It's it's Vita, like like V-I-D-A. Pardon me? 
I'm just spelling your name, Vita, for Melinda. It's V like a Vicky. V, Vida, V-E-D-A. Thank you. Thank you for spelling it for me. Okay, Vita, mom's name, please. Teresa. Teresa, at least that's an easy one. (laughs) Teresa, is that what she said? Yes, Teresa is her mom's name. Okay, just I had a little bit of a rough connection on that. Hold on. Let's see if we can find something for from Teresa. Was Teresa the one that taught you to cook and bake? That is correct. I, it was a big a big deal. Like you guys were like, I want to be at your house right now. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, like I mean, she was like a plus, and so are you. Um, she's uh. She's showing me um, some kind of, uh, what is it, a a clock. There's something with a clock or a watch. Do you know what that is, Vita? Uh, Was there a special clock in your house or something with a clock in your house when you were being raised? Uh, Yes, we had uh, one of those European cuckoo clocks. Yep, she's showing me that clock. I think as a little girl you loved that clock, yes? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. So she's showing me that house. What she's doing is she's bringing me into her home. She's showing me the clock, and she's giving me the smells of cooking. I think she was a very warm, um, uh, like a warm home. Does that make sense to you? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and so she's showing me that warmth there um, and um, telling me that you have done that, too, like you're warm like that, too. Okay, she's showing me something with uh, uh, dishes. Did she collect dishes, or do you have her dishes? Uh, no. Do you know why she's showing me dishes, sweetheart, or or um, something with your dishes? Did you just get new dishes? Are you doing something with dishes? No. I mean, everybody has dishes, Veda, so it's got to be something you know, <laughs> like that. That's between. I mean, who no, doesn't have dishes? I, I have. No, as Sharon knows, I've been busy moving, and I have all my dishes and everything still packed. So that's oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, that's why she's showing me that you're not settled yet. Okay, all right. And um, do you know who Patricia or Patrick or Patrice or Pat is? Patty. I know Patrice. Yes. And who is that, please? Why is she giving me that name? I know that was my very first boyfriend. (laughs) Ah, she's just giving me secret pieces of information. Good, 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 good. Okay, and then she's showing me something about a church window, a glass, uh, like a, you know, a stained glass window in a church. Was church important to you, darling? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, all right. Um, She comes to me with such goodness. She's got a lot of divine light around her. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. And do you know who Mary or Marie is? Mary or Marie? Uh, Maria is one of her sisters. Okay. So, and she's on the other side, yes? That's correct. Okay. So it seems that they travel together a bit when they're bebopping around. Does Marie have a son or does your mother have a son? Something about a son? Uh, Maria does, yes. Okay. So sometimes they go see the son. They go see him. Uh, they come see you. They go see him. They, they bebop around. Um, your move has been stressful for you. Oh, yes. Okay. Everything feels like it's going to start coming down. 
are you feeling it starting to calm or to, to shake out for you? Uh, not really. Okay. It's going to start calming down or shaking out for you. Just give yourself, be patient. It's coming. Okay. All okay. right. She's showing me orange, orange. Why is she showing me orange? Orange, orange is an unusual color to show me. Who likes orange or has something orange or what was orange in your house or why is she, or is she showing me oranges? What is she showing me with the orange, darling? I have no idea. The only thing orange I can think of is actually the fruit orange. I don't know. I, well, that's what I said. Orange. Is it oranges that she's showing me? Are you into eating oranges, or was there an orange? There's something orange, and she's really like my whole I, – I got my eyes closed when I'm doing this, and, like, that whole inside of my head is orange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So I don't know what that means, but it's something for you. So, you know, you're going to have to write me and let me know when it pops up. Maybe it's something that you're going to see or something. that My whole head is orange. Um, she says that things are going to calm down and shake, shake, you know, shake out for you, and it's going to be okay. Right. All right. There's something about a lawyer. Oh, yeah? I never know if that's good news or bad news, considering what lawyers can do. <laughs> yeah. Are you friends with an attorney, or is there something with an attorney? I don't know at this point why I would have an attorney or need one, because, or maybe if I purchase a house, I would need an attorney. Okay. Uh, uh, in Quebec, you need an attorney for a house purchase? Well, I'm not going to purchase a house here. I've decided that I'm going to leave here. I'm going to go somewhere okay. else. Right. So, okay. um, but um, if I purchase something else, I would need to have a, uh, a lawyer, that's for sure. A real okay. estate lawyer. Uh, she's showing me one, so they're moving forward. I don't think it's bad. Like Sharon said, it could be bad or, or good. I actually think it's good. There's a process coming for you that's a good one. Good. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So I just want you to kind of, tr I think you've like, I feel like I want to bite my nails. Like I think you've been sitting on uh, pins and needles for a bit and it's going to calm down. She's showing me that you've been agitated or nervous, right? I've been stressed out. Uh, yeah. For, uh, yeah, because I'm uh, sort of feel very displaced and, okay. um, you know, pressured, you know, to purchase something in the area where I wasn't sure whether I wanted to or not, but now I feel that I do not. So, yeah, it, mm -hmm. it, it was uncomfortable. I would, I would say that, yes. You're going Melinda, to move forward, and I her? promise you yeah. it's going to be okay. You're going to make the right decision. Your mother stands by you and loves on you all the time. She's showing me that you from your home, okay? Can Vita's yeah. mom see where she'll end up or where she's headed? So where would be the appropriate area to purchase a house? Um, I'm not familiar enough for that in that part of the world. Can you give me? Do you have three choices? Uh, yeah. Um, I have Windsor, London, Stratford. Um, okay, Stratford. Stratford is running. Uh, uh, is connect connecting with me? Tell me about that. Well, Stratford is uh, a wonderful place where they ha it's more of a town that uh, does a lot of theater and a lot of history. Um, and that's you very... in a nutshell. You're a Renaissance person, yes? Yes. Okay, because that's what, when you gave me that list, that's what I wanted to pull out and yank, that it fits your vibration. Okay, girl? Okay. 
All right? So I don't know if you just get close to that or whatever, but anything that gives you the arts, the theater, the, the, the process of the creation of who you are, that, that whole frequency of, of, of your energy is um, going to be good for you, okay? Okay. Hey, Vita, I think that right there ought to settle your heart because I know you've been concerned about where to go for a long time now. Yeah, I know. You've been you've been hanging in there with me through this. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Excellent. We're going to try to squeeze in one more person, but we're going to have to talk really fast because we're running out of time for the show. Thanks for calling in, Vita. This is Ilana from Gainesville, Florida. Ilana, thank you for your patience. Do you have a quickie question for Melinda oh, that she can answer really fast? Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your kindness. I just have hey, one Ilana. question. Hello, Professor Melinda. Blessings be unto you. And a joy to encounter your great Okay, I Ilana, we need your question you. quickly. We're running out of time. Um, is there a message from my soul? That's from who, sweetheart? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. My soul. My soul. Is there oh, a message from my soul? she wants a message soul? from her higher soul self, if there's a message for oh, her. Ah, higher soul. Sorry, to. sorry. Again, you're talking to a deaf clairvoyant. We're on the phone. Um, you know what? Um, your higher soul um, wants you to know that you have to still free yourself some, from a few things when you were in a early teenage life. Once you free yourself, you've been working on yourself for, for a while, it helps move your karmic profile and then you have the gift of giving some healing to others merci beaucoup merci. okay thank you okay that's all you're welcome thanks, thanks so much melinda this has been such a joy do you have any last words you'd like to tell everybody well i would just like to tell everybody that you know um some spirits are stronger than others, and some people can give me things um, better than others because it's a frequency of energy that matches or doesn't match, but they all want to talk to you. They all want to give you signs and signals. They all want to let you know that they're safe, that they regret things that they might not have done or said, and that they love you, and um, that they're always trying to reach out to let you know that. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us, especially on Thanksgiving. What a thankful treat you are to have on the air with us. Thank you. My absolute pleasure. Now, next week, it is back to the first week of the month. We will already be in December, almost as unbelievable as that is. And you guys know that the first Thursday of every month, you can call in and get your name read, or I'll give you your answers based on what I'm seeing in the name. So I want to thank each and every one of you for listening and have a most happy Thanksgiving and even give love and blessings to those that can use it the most, even when they're the hardest to give love to. God bless you all. This is Sharon Lynn Wyeth signing off.